got it no more. Want a great big pipe? Hey, here we are in, where the hell are we this time? Dallas. We made it to Texas. Longest drive yet. Oh my God. I was sleeping most of the way. Yeah, lucky you. You took up the back bed and just sacked out through most of Arkansas. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do when you're driving through Arkansas, right? I worked. Well, but what I mean is there wasn't really a much connectivity through Arkansas. No, no. It was pretty tough to keep online. This has been one of the toughest connectivity runs so far. Yeah, I can't wait till we drive to El Paso and then out to Phoenix. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. We'll see what works there. I think that'll be Xbox time. That's what that'll be. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this was a, a great event in Dallas, the second non pizza meal we've had on the road. And thank you, thank you, thank you. A little subway goes a long way. And we're here with the remnants of that crowd now. Hey! Hey! A whole handful of geeks who just can't wait to talk. And our first guest is Bob Weber. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? So tell us about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I've uh, been in the engine machine shop business for years, believe it or not. Hot rods, racing stuff. Awesome. And I got into programming, clipper programming. Do you know I played Mikey on American Chopper? Really? Do you know that? <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, and uh, got into programming to try to write apps. There wasn't anything in the in that business to do programming, to, yeah. to do management of the business. And if you're talking Clipper, you're talking the 80s. Uh, I didn't get into it the early 90s. I, early 90s? I didn't do summer 87. I did 505152. Oh, okay. uh, so the, the computer yeah. associate days. Well, yes, I, I'd say that, yes. Yeah. First meeting I went to was a VO intro or promises, which was two years in advance of the release of, of uh, visual objects. So are you still in that business now? Um, yeah, I started the business. That's what I do full-time because I haven't been able to get into IT full-time. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that. So this is uh, so you look at .NET as a way to, to sort of patch the holes and to do some infrastructure things that you can't get off the shelf? Yeah, and just uh, mainly learning right now is .NET's for learning. Right. And uh, I still use a little Clipper okay. right now. So but I'd like to build... A sample amp for my business in .NET. That's really so. Bad. You're looking at VB or C Sharp or what well, are you looking at? I'd rather do VB right now, mm-hmm. I think, I'd, but I'd like to be able to do both. SQL Express. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I won a, a PDA here. All right. About two years ago, and I'm trying to do a little app and a mobile thing. So I was interested in the mobile stuff also. Excellent. Does a machine shop lend itself to mobility? Does it make sense to? Mm, I guess you tough, could say it's, it's a tough fairly, environment for a device, isn't it? Uh, oh, from the device standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. But uh, you know, but if you just use an office, but I'd really like to put it out and do put data at the workstation, things like that. Right. So, well, what kinds of apps uh, do you have you written? Just out of curiosity, in the Clipper world, which is where I am, sure. I haven't done anything in in .NET that I've sure put in production. I've been playing with it. Is um uh invoicing um data management things like dimensions for machine work and things of that nature mm-hmm. uh and of course contact information contact yep. uh, you know customer list excellent yeah. so uh when do you plan to dive in to vb2005 here well i've got to get a little faster computer i've got one that's, that will work with it yeah i may very well do it this weekend and oh, change great. it put the put xp pro on a machine it's a 500 megahertz machine there you go. It's barely able to a 
make it. <laughs> That's all. I have a laptop that will do. Get do lots well, of RAM. That's all we're saying. Get I got a 768 RAM. and a 500 megahertz processor. I yeah. Think do. That'll do. Yeah. But I also have a notebook that's uh, 2.4 with 768 RAM. Good. I just don't know if I want to clutter with the beta. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not going to be beta much longer. Hanging yeah. it in a week or two, you'll well, be able to get the real thing. Yeah. I wish they'd tell us exactly what they're going to give us. Uh, you don't know? No. Well, they've made rumors about it. I think oh, you mean standard. when? When they're no, going to give I'm talking what? about the one. If I'm going to the rollout. Okay. And they've been real, not real sure. About oh, that. oh, I see. What you're going to get at the launch event. Yeah. Yeah, do you know? Uh, no. I mean, I know it'll be something good. It won't be. They were talking like it's going to be a studio. It's going to yeah, be standard or something. it's probably going to be Visual Studio. But standard. It's not going to be the learning with the freebies. Okay. That's that's my understanding, but I'm. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be much of an incentive to give you something you could get for free anyway, right? <laughs> that's right. There you go. So, yeah, that's good. Well, here's your chance, Bob, to plug anything you want or, or stand up on your soapbox I'll and say whatever you want. I'll net. Well, good enough. That's that's it. Well, what more can you say about that? More .NET, good. That's right. Well, Bob, I hope you keep listening to the show, and good luck in your oh. .NET adventure. Oh, yeah. All right, great. And our second guest is David Gilden. Hi, David. Hi, I'm a Yankee from Boston, Massachusetts. What the heck are you doing down here? Learning .NET. Wow, did you come all the way from Boston to see the road trip in Dallas? In a manner of speaking, no yes. No way. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. You didn't come to Dallas for any other reason? Uh, opportunity that you knocks. want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was part of the dot com gold rush in Boston, and that's how I got into the web. And then eventually, you know, the dot com thing blew up, and uh, HTML into Perl into sure. JavaScript into uh, a grant through Texas Workforce to learn dot net, mm. and I'm down here in Texas. About to be MCSD in about a week. Okay. Just in time for the rollout of 2.0. Excellent. All your certs are about to get obviated. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks a uh, hell of a lot. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think of this new stuff? I actually had a chance to put it into uh, a real world uh, scenario when someone said from a PHP group, you do this .NET stuff, this ASP.NET. And I said, sure, I actually have the 2003 Studio product. So he brought his brought over his Dreamweaver um, website, and we cut and paste. I added all the ADO code, and we ran off SQL Server, and mm. the thing flew real wow. fast, and the customer was really happy. Wow! So just cutting and pasting. Well, I wrote the ADO code. No cutting and pasting there, but we took his his UI from Dreamweaver, and I just brought it into the yeah. Visual Studio 2003. How long did the conversion take? Minutes. Wow. You got to love that. Well, the ADO is what took hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. The real stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, so what do you do uh, when you're not just learning this stuff? What's your What's your gig? I play something called Cora, K-O-R-A, which is a West African harp, and I play at a variety of places like museums and festivals. Wow. That's fascinating. I actually have my own domain. You do? What is it? C-O-R-A-Connection.com. So I have an oud. You know what an oud is? Turkish oud. A yeah. Turkish oud. That's right. Believe it or not, there's a company on eBay that sells handmade ouds, and and I got it shipped from Turkey, handmade for like three hundred something bucks. Can wow. you believe this? That's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm I'm not familiar with the Cora though. What is it? It looks like a 
sort of a stringed instrument well, it's a of some kind? 21-string harp. It was the music of the kings of the Manding people a long, long time ago. What's really cool with what I do is I take it and I run it through a bunch of DSP. Awesome. That's digital signal processing for anyone who doesn't know what that is. We're talking, you know... Lexicon reverb, lexi- reverbs, loops, chorus, effects, uh, mode, delays. filter pedals. Nice. Wow. You know, this is the kind of stuff that I wanted to do with the Oud, too, but everybody thought I was whacked. Well, you may well be, and I'm not so sure about David here either. What are you doing? Techno West African music? What is Elect- that? Electronica, world electronica. That's cool, actually. I mean, I'm, I got a soft spot for unusual music, too, so you know, all the audio guys are inevitably going to want to hear a new instrument of one kind or another. What does it sound like? Sounds like a harp until I kick the fuzz tone on, and then it sounds like Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> so one of the problems with fuzz is that, you know, you, it amplifies the intervals between notes, and when you have a lot of notes playing all at once, any variation in pitch between, you know, the 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 notes they're supposed to be playing really stand out. How, with a harp, when you have all these resonant strings and a distortion, do you get anything that sounds like music? Uh, you just have to go for, like, you know, either tube-based distortion, analog distortion. Yeah. If you start doing stuff with, like, pitch slurring and, and pitch modification via DSP, once you play a chord, yeah. it's going to be trashed. Yeah. But, you know... Old style analog tubes. So not too much, in other words. A little tube, a little crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Think, you know, old tube amps, Hendrix. You're going to have to work. Can we put a link to your music on Core Connection? So you have some. uh, Yeah, there's lots of MP3s there. And if you go to the domain coreconnection.com slash WEB, you can hear the Moog samples. And there's a link under the work history to my my project with .NET. All right, so just a little disclaimer for the people who thought this was actually a show about .NET. <laughs> it's a show about this, Dave. <laughs> this man looks like he doesn't do drugs. Okay, so so this is this is good stuff. Well, David, is there anything else that you want to plug or say? I'm looking forward to putting uh, my training into practice and seeing more. I want to start doing web services. You awesome. Know, I studied the stuff, and now I want to see it in the real world. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to do a simple web service once you start integrating and interopping with every other kind of machine and system. That's when, uh, that's when it hurts, right? Absolutely. But, you know, the big thing is once it's up and running, consuming is a breeze. It really makes no difference whether it's a local component or it's a web service component. You have no idea from a client point of view. It just works. Sounds cool. And that's all you need to know about web services. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> you <laughs> all right, rock. David. Thanks. Bye. And our next guest is Roy Forkner. Hi, Roy. How you doing, Carl? Hey, so we have a little bit of a history. Yep. Uh, you got me started on .NET in 2000, February, 2001. Yeah. Or 2001? It was either 2000 or 2001. I can't remember. It was Beta 1. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was a big class up in Waltham. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people there. Cold. And, uh, yeah. Beta 1. Yeah, Beta so 1. So this is back when they had Edit and Continue. <laughs> Except that it didn't work, and then when Beta Two came out, it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, so wasn't it, there, but it's coming back. So, what have you been doing since then? Oh, I've done a lot of contract work, and right now I'm working full time at a alarm monitoring company. Oh, fabulous! And uh, writing a lot of business software for them. So, and using 2005 right now. Oh, good. What yeah. do you think? I like it. Yeah, I wish we had that way back in 2001. Oh, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Long cry from. Uh, Quick basic, I'll say that. It was all this stuff we had to learn to work in .NET that now all of it's going, much of it is going away in, in 2005. It's so much more like 
VB.old, to borrow my friend's line here, than uh, any other version so far. And ID yeah. is just awesome, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. Code snippets. Yeah. Love it. Code snippets. So, uh, l- let's see. Um, you develop software for this company. Is there anything that you're doing sort of at home for fun besides uh, the business stuff? Before I got in this uh, business, I wrote I was, how to use car lot. Oh, cool. Buy here, pay here. Miss your payments, you get on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, I decided I'd write a computer program, and I wrote it in uh, QB, write it on Unix. Wow. And uh, just kind of developed from there. And after your class, I rewrote it into .NET. And this is a program that uh, tracks payments, you said? Everything in a used car dealer. Yeah, it's, wow. Uh, wow. Super, you know, bolts to nuts or whatever. Is this stuff it. that you sell? Yeah, I did. I started giving it away at the end, but uh, wow. then I decided to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to cut to the chase here because I've heard the rumor that you gave up a brisket. You let a brisket drop through our fingers here. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, he says he sent me an email that he asking me if I if he could bring me a brisket, and I and I and I don't remember. I don't well, recall. I, I didn't get a reply back, so it saved me twenty bucks. You know, so you <laughs> so you cook. Yeah, you cook. Yeah, uh, I mean, everybody brisket. down here smokes brisket. Smokes, yeah. Now you're talking hard to, to light, a, but a Canadian barbecue snob here. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, see the you see what they say down here. You know, I'm a Canadian barbecue snob. They go, yeah, yeah. yeah you probably yeah. grilled steaks and call it barbecue. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I, I know better than that. I would actually ask you questions about. Okay. Are you, do you brine your brisket first. At times, just depends on whether I want to or not. Do you just welcome so, to two guys talk cooking on a dot net show? You, go. you, well, it, you music did music. Class. Now <laughs> we're doing brisket. So do you take the tip off, or do you just do the lower no. plate? You like the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. take the fat off after I cook it. After you cook it, okay. What do you like to brine in? If you don't mind me asking, <sighs> sometimes I make my own stuff, but there's another one. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now that I get. Yeah, and you mustard, uh, Worcestershire sauce. As the brine, uh-huh. and then do you do you coat it as well? You put like a mustard coat and then a rub, yeah, and then and then put some barbecue sauce on top of that while it's cooking. At the end, while it's cooking, yeah, yeah, and, and then, then no more. How much smoke? Well, I cook it for about twenty hours, and I keep it under smoke most of the time. Most of the way, yeah. Of course, you're you've the wood grows here. It's pretty easy to come yeah. by. I got to pay for my wood. Mesquite, <laughs> mesquite what, too. Yeah, yeah. So you actually smoke for twenty hours with mesquite. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that'd be it's really an electric tough for me. smoker that I use mesquite to, for the smoke. Oh, really? Electric? Yeah. I don't have to get up in the middle of the night and put uh, yeah, and put more wood on it. More wood on there. Yeah, I'm too old for that. The easy way. Yeah. <laughs> so is that a bullet or a box or? It's a bullet. Something. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I've been I've been doing my smoke with uh with a big green egg. Yeah. A ceramic smoker, and I, I can, but I'm mostly sticking to ribs because problem when you cook a 20 pound brisket is at the end of it you got 20 pounds of brisket, and uh-huh. I just thought not many people eat barbecue up in Canada. I'm all by myself up there. Uh, you know those people don't know how to eat. They I don't guess. know how to eat. <laughs> no, but, and I've been avoiding it, confessing that this has been the all barbecue tour for yeah. me since we got through the Carolinas. It's been one after the next. Well, it's too bad you're not going to be here over the weekend. There's a place over in Ulysses that has the best barbecue. All you need for twelve dollars. Wow. And you can- sure we can't be here over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard of some good places in Houston too that uh that they make uh, barbecue beef on potatoes that are about five feet high. Yeah, you have to eat them with a shovel. Yeah, but uh, no, we we do have a show in Houston tomorrow. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, how far is that from here? Two hundred and thirty-five miles. Yeah, a few hours, three. 
Uh, in this, it's going to be three and a half, four hours. Wow, well, the way Tom drives. Maybe two hours. Well, it depends, <laughs> on, depends on what time you go. We got to pop the governor off, though, so we can get above 75. Yeah, we've did, we, yeah Tom didn't take Tom very long to find out that this thing governors out at 75 miles an hour. So getting back to .NET. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. So have you, after you started, after you took my class in 2000 or 2001, whichever, because neither of us can seem to remember, you've been just doing uh, stuff on your own, and then you... Uh, mm-hmm. and I then did you, a conversion program from uh, a quick basic program. And from that, you landed this job, and this is the well, only one you've I've, had? I've or been you had on other... about three contract jobs oh, okay. since then, and then uh, I got this gig. So if you could pick one feature of VBNet 2005 that uh, you really love, what is it? Well, I guess it had to be code snippets. Yeah. You know, I, I really like that. Yeah. A lot of great stuff at your fingertips. Yeah. Have you gotten into the sort of the communities where people trade code snippets and they download them? No, they, not not yet. Yeah. But uh, I've seen it on a few sites that they do right. that. But, uh, yeah, we recently yet. interviewed Michael Palermo, who is and from Phoenix. He's a read, RD from Phoenix, and he was big into code snippets. Talked, you gave us some links for some you know communities. Of, yeah, I heard that show. Pretty good. Sure All right, Roy, well, here's your chance to plug anything you want to plug. Well, I what work for an alarm monitoring company, Monotronics International. So if you need your alarm, your house monitored, your business monitored, call us. And we'll try to keep your house from burning down. Wow. And so is it local or you go anywhere and do anything anywhere? Uh, the, the headquarters is here, but we, we have people okay. all over the world. Excellent. And what's the URL again? It's uh, monotronics.com. Monotronics.com. You should remember that, toy boy. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, right. Good talking to you. You too, Carl. Our next guest is a duo, and they're both named Ed. Ed Blankenship. Yes. And Ed Kaisinger. How you doing? How are you guys <laughs> doing? So you guys come as a match set? Sure. We, we both same? work together. So Okay. We're both the only programmers at our site. So oh, what do you do? Fun. Uh, we work at the cl- clinics in North Texas in Wichita Falls, Texas. And uh, we program electronic health record and then other business applications. Yeah, that's fun. We were just talking about medical software last night in Nashville, or two nights ago. Yeah. It's all a blur. It was all two, two nights ago in Nashville. Apparently, that's the main business in Nashville these days is music and health care. So, uh, we can certainly relate to the, the stuff they were talking about as well. And both you guys work on the same project? Uh, yeah, currently we're uh, we're getting ready for our uh, second release of what we call EP Chart. So, mm-hmm. we're getting ready to start uh, architecting uh, version 3. And this is uh, software that you sell to hospital chains or... Actually, it's just um, for our clinics, we have an 80 physician group oh, and okay. um, maybe looking later to to go right. commercial with it. Yeah. And I presume all this stuff is .NET. It is all .NET. Right now, just a- a- ASP.NET. And then our next version, we want to do a Windows smart client on the tablet PC with some web services. And Very stuff. cool. Also with one-click deployment. Okay. Ah. Easy, easy deployment for us. So are you architected to, to move to that model? Or are you going to be pulling stuff out of web pages in order to make it work? Uh, yeah, it's going to be quite a migration. We're going to have yeah. to do a lot of a lot of different uh, code changes. But um, you know, the media, lots of our store procedures uh, on SQL Server okay. uh, will be the same. Oh, that's good. So at least you have that layer to work from. So get a good code generator. You could probably take a chunk of that work off. You know, like uh, CodeSmith or Declare it or something like that. Do you guys use code generators? Uh, not so much. I've looked at Declare it. Um, we have both the Infragistics products and the Telerik products, and uh, oh, Declare it has something for Infragistics. So that's right. When we asked uh, in the in the audience if anybody used Telerik controls, you said yes, and they rock. 
Yeah, that we really like those. Huh? And I remember one of the points we brought up later on was that Telerik support is stellar. Yeah, um, they don't have any phone support, but we send off an email, and usually by an hour or two hours later, we get something. Yeah, right back, away, so. they get back on that email. That's yeah, great. They're really good. How many seats are you guys servicing right now? How many users in the in the clinic? Uh, I think we have about five hundred. Is that about right? Wow! So the, I can see why one touch would be uh, one click would be important to you. Five hundred oh. seats is a is a challenge to deploy to. Oh yeah, and we have uh, six different locations in the city, so we've got to drive everywhere. And then we have some transcriptionists that work at home too. So, Ugh. <laughs> it's tough. So, um, what do you like about the new uh, framework two O? That are you going to take advantage of generics, for example? Uh, well, we we haven't really got to dive into it yet. This is one of our initial times. We've got to come back and actually see it. Mm. Um, we're going to look and see how generics could be applied to our situation. Okay, so you guys are like brand new to this new version. Yeah, right. To two thousand five, we are very cool. So, uh, so you're obviously going to be um, architecting an end tier solution, a distributed solution. Have you looked at um, mobile devices at all? Uh, we, you know, we have 80 physicians and 80 different personalities. So, you know, some of them want <laughs> something with their PDA. Only 80? I mean, I've <laughs> met some of these doctors. They may have a couple of spares as well. <laughs> so, you know, some, we, we do a lot of tablet development. Very so, good. um, some of them want PDA, but most of them want tablet because of the, the screen size. Oh, yeah. And also all those great features, right? You get all Definitely. the ink. I, I wonder if, cool. you know, I brought up that whole Fujitsu CE device, the 10-inch screen one. I wonder if that might be interesting to some of those guys as well. Well, so we, we talked about um, some that could fit in their lab pockets, uh, but really, we want to stay to a good screen so we don't have to do a to lot make of... make those <laughs> teeny little dialogues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> so, coming through this uh, project in this ASP.NET project, what are... Pick a... a, a you have any stories of, like, hurdles that you had to overcome or anything... Any interesting uh, technologies that are pr- bugs or problems that threw you for a loop and how you solved them? Yeah, we do have one, um, but, uh, you know, tell Rick solved that with the, the RAD control. But uh, we had to use something called the, um, the Framer that Microsoft, it's a non-supported product, but it's a, uh, it's a word control that we can embed within the web page. Okay. Um, and then we can, you know, save documents as, as Word documents. So... <clears throat> getting that to work was was tough because you can't do any code behind with that control. Everything mm-hmm. is done with VB script on the client side. Oh, so okay. when we got this uh, this RAD control, uh, things started really speeding up for us. Yeah, we we got the RAD editor, and uh, we're gonna switch from uh, Word doc format to HTML, and that'll solve a lot of problems. Oh, cool! So. Wow, the teller guys are going to say, did you pay them to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they said right first thing when we brought up Telerik, they love that editor control, and obviously you oh, love yeah. it for a reason, not just that it's great, but it, it solved a whole bunch of pain for you. Definitely, and we're using it you know, on our website for employment applications. You paste your resume in there so we don't get any viruses through Word Docs Very nice. attachments. So it it's, it's a the, good idea. Gets rid of the whole macro issue just like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's your chance to plug something uh, or... or Smack something down or say whatever you want. Uh, I mean, hell, we talked about West African harps and briskets on this show. Uh, uh, just um, really plug um, EP chart uh, if it ever goes commercial. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> to look out for it. Is there a, a URL we could find any of that on? Um, well, we have one available to our docs. It's epchart.com. But if you want to learn a little bit more, we'll, we'll try to put something on www.clinicsofnorthtexas.com. Clinicsofnorthtexas.com? Yes. Awesome. So we'll, we'll get a page up there. 
Great. Well, you know, the medical software works like that. Oh, you yeah. have successes and then people find out about it and pretty soon you're stamping them out and shipping them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Thanks. All right. And our next guest is Joseph Hill. Hi, Joseph. Hello. How are you? Doing pretty good. So tell us about yourself. Um, well, um, they, well, as I was just called the mono man here, um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a .NET developer by day and I have a pretty strong interest in mono, which is where uh, all my spare time goes. I'll leave that open. Sure. Uh, well, uh, just, you know, for anyone who doesn't remember or doesn't know what mono is, let's define it. Okay. So, uh, mono is an implementation of the .NET framework and the C-sharp compiler uh, for uh, all platforms. And it's mainly focused at Linux, but it actually runs on Mac OS X, runs on yeah. Windows as well. So is it based on FreeBSD? Um, well, uh, there is a... I, it will run on it. It can be compiled okay. and ran on it. It's just generic. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, cross-platform. They have it cross-platform. for ARM and, and many other processors. It's uh, been a while since we talked about Mono, but actually, well, we, we talked a little bit about Mono on this tour I, with one of our other... I bet you did. I got. Yeah. An, I have a friend, Joe Odette, who yeah, lives in right. Nashville. That's right. And uh, he emailed me about this, and I, I'm glad he did, because that's what brought me out to it. Oh, it's cool. just a, he's, he, he really enjoyed your performance out there and, and seemed pretty excited about the whole thing, so... Yeah, well, we haven't really talked that much about mono in general on the show, but um, what's the state of it? Um, it is um, probably, you will have gathered from talking to Joe, that ASP.NET is is very complete. Right. Um, and I come from an ASP.NET background, so that's what attracted me to the platform. Right. Um, it's uh, It has you know full C-sharp support. C-sharp 2.0 is, is a, a fairly complete implementation. Okay. Uh, Windows Forms is nearing completion so that was a lower priority it's become a higher priority right and then they have bindings to all kinds of open source um components like gdk which is the toolkit for linux mm -hmm. um actually it's a cross-platform graphical toolkit so mm -hmm. you could write a gdk sharp application to run on all platforms um and also bindings to open office or you know, lots of other uh they're writing bindings to just about every open We're just waiting program. for the day when we can, you know, take a Windows app that we've developed in VBNet, take the assembly and just, you know, email it to somebody on a Mac and have it run. You we're, know? we're very close to that. Corey says that to me all the time. Right. Hopefully we'll get to talk to Corey soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll probably get there. And I run a certain amount of Linux gear and so forth. The biggest thing that I would see that's a challenge is the development environment. What do you build mono implementations in? Oh, this is such a perfect question. Um, I am a really huge fan of Visual Studio. I, I mean, I've been using .NET since early beta. And mm -hmm. to me, the whole attraction of Mono is this concept of being able to continue to use the tools that I know and love, but actually have access to writing a cross-platform right. application. So I'm not like a Linux Zeller or anything. I'm far more along the lines of just writing good code that keeps cross-platform options open to you. So you're not mm -hmm. cutting yourself out from anything. So uh, yeah, no, I'm... Visual Studio is my development so you're tool. You're still choice. building in Visual Studio. So, at what point do you cut over? Um, so, well, actually, there's lots of choices. Mono runs on Windows, so you can actually there are plugins to build, um, even from NAT to build an assembly with Mono, or you can take an assembly and if it's all clean, you should be able to just run that assembly straight on Mono. Can you redirect Visual Studio to build using the Mono compilers and stuff? Um, I don't think you can. You know, completely redirect Visual Studio to do it, but there are plugins to tell plugins. it to, yeah, convert, say, for instance, convert the project to a make 
file and it. then execute the make against it. So it'll compile it with mono. So it sounds like with a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of work, you could probably get a menu option in there that instead of build to a Windows app, you could build to a mono yeah, app. Yeah, you, you absolutely can. In fact, there's a, another gentleman who should have came out, uh, Francisco Martinez, who, if anybody deserves plugging, I'm going to go ahead and plug him. He wrote Project to Make Sharp, which is a plugin for Visual Studio to do just that. Cool. You know what excites me about this is you realize that Microsoft, who I think without a doubt makes the best development environment everybody's ever thought of, they're still going to sell licenses to that for a mono developer because they can still continue to build their apps in this familiar tool, this quality tool, and then it happens to be cross-platform compiled. Well, I, I think there's you know there's more to it than that. I mean, I think sure, a lot of the, the whole OS right. Thing. Well, and if you look at I mean, if you look at people, like if you look at Microsoft competing with Java out there, right? Java can say they're, cl- they're cross-platform. And, you know, Microsoft at least has an answer to it. Now, if you're out there trying to sell a solution, I'd say, you know, just as long as you write good, clean code, there's no reason that that should preclude you from, um, you know, switching platforms in the future if that's what you need to do. Yeah. Or use web services to interact with them, et cetera. Right. I asked the same question to Joe Audette. Um, it, what, do you look, what are you in for if you're never never touched Unix, never touched Linux, and then you try to do the kinds of cool things that we've just been talking about? Um, I think it's still a little rough around the edges for, um, you know, if you talk about just getting up a, a build environment and, you know, playing with these new frontiers. Um, so getting a machine up and running is the hard part. Yeah. I mean, you say there's an installer for Windows, so I can put Mono into my PC fairly painlessly yes and there's even you know the packages done for the macintosh and for um the uh you know the various flavors of linux yeah and joe actually gave us a cd that boots okay right well so it boots up so the perfect segue is i actually brought the cd myself but okay. i knew he had brought his own uh, um not to take too much credit but i actually made that cd okay so um, <laughs> way to go joe You're well busted. you should take yeah, credit he, you know because he, he gets the line ahead of me and he, he goes out uh, and hands out all my go. material just because he lives further east than you. yeah that's you it's not fair next time you'll have to go the other direction yeah but um yeah so i'm not sure what all he plugged on that but yeah the cd is is a great tool i put it together precisely because coming from the windows side of the house i know how difficult it can be to have to get all those tools up and running. So uh, the CD has, you know, you can boot it up and see what it looks like on Linux. You can see all your favorite ASP.NET applications like iBuySpy or Mojo Portal running um, on the CD. And then you can turn around and uh, put it in your Windows machine and you know, install Mono if you like or lots of other And of tools. course, Virtual PC will boot this stuff too. So uh, Yes, it will. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it works with that and VMware. Excellent. So Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess, uh, is there any website that you can plug here sure i'd be happy to plug the the mono live website which is mono-live.com and uh, they can go grab the cd there and And mono live is that the official mono site or is this Um, yours mono-project is the official mono site right um so this is just uh, related to the cd itself okay excellent okay thanks joseph thank you and our next guest is jeff barnes hi jeff hi how's it going so tell us about yourself um, While I drink a beer. I've got to be a little careful about one of this because uh, the place that I work at during the day, they, they kind Strip of- Strip club. Well, it's not- Prostitution ring. No, no, it's- Money a, laundering. It's a very large uh, national corporation, and oh, so okay. they're, they're a little concerned about that kind of stuff. But let's just say that they're the uh, number one world largest video game retailer. So you just um, told us who they were, though. Well, sort of, so, yeah. Without mentioning, should have said or, up in know. the top three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and I've uh, I've been there for 
eleven years, so I've I've seen okay. a lot of that company's development and growth. Cool. So, what kinds of what kind of development is going on? Uh, the there are. I mean, obviously, our shop's fairly large, so we do a lot of stuff in, in various different places. There's a yeah. couple point-of-sale teams that are working on uh, different point-of-sale applications. There are uh, you know, back-office accounting packages and a lot of uh, systems integration uh, is what yeah. a lot of the teams are doing. Um, you know, right now, we're under a push for a, a couple of major point-of-sale upgrades. There's a point-of-sale system that's going out to all of our stores, and then uh, we're, we've got a smaller division of stores uh, called Movie Stop that just got started, and their uh, their point of sale system is based on Navision, and I've been working on that team for a little while. That's pretty cool. All this development's done in house. Yeah, that that's neat too. That a big company like that who could have contracted all of this stuff out has decided to do development internally. They're they're doing a f- they're they're bringing in uh, contractors where they need to to shore up some of the projects or for you know some of the projects that you know we can bring in some some immediate development on and then and then roll it over to our for our full-time staff. But, right, uh, right. The whole thing here is keeping the code base internal. Yeah. You guys control the software. Yeah, and, and that's that's really been a big thing on, on some of the stuff that we've done is, uh, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff's been been dealt with in-house, and that's been really good for us. So that's the stuff that I do, you know, in my, in my professional career, but in my personal career is where I've really been able to dive into some of the .NET. Um, mm. uh, the project that I'm working on with my corporate entity is, is uh, using Navision, so I've got to do all my .NET stuff at home. Right. Um, and uh, one of the things that I do uh, personally is I I do a lot of uh, digital photography, and ah. so so I do a lot of traveling. My my wife and I uh, do a lot of international travel. And we take our cameras and and do a lot of photography work. So you must have really enjoyed the toy boy segment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I I did, and it was it was kind of funny. At one point, you were talking about uh, the comp the the. Uh, 12 gig compact flash cards. Oh yes, yes, that and, cheetah card. And I, I was remembering a, a story that last year I went to. Uh, we did Ireland. We did nine days in Ireland. Oh yes. And and going from from city to city in Ireland, shooting. I had just gotten a new Canon digital. Right. Uh, Which right one? before the trip, uh, the the original Canon digital Rebel. The Rebel. Yeah. Oh, the original SLR. Yeah, for them. yeah, yes. yeah. And Great so, little camera. Yeah, it's it's nice. And and my wife's got a lot. Does a lot of Canon film work, so we were able to swap lenses, and right, it really right. worked out well for us. Um, but I shot a ridiculous amount of pictures. Well, and that's the whole like thing about day digital. There. It's yeah. just keep firing away, throw out what doesn't work out. But you know, you'll get pictures you wouldn't otherwise get. Yeah. Well, we I I picked up a one gigabyte. Um, uh, compact flash card, yeah. and uh, it was really funny because whenever I would pop into one of the little internet cafes, and I would be like, "Hey guys, can I you know plug in a card reader and and copy some files off to my to my to a CD-ROM?" They'd be like, "Wow, what's this? This is a a one gigabyte. We've never seen one of these before. This is amazing." <laughs> and uh, and of course, I would make the joke that well, I'm from Texas and everything's bigger. So, right, right. And, and we well, would you go gotta on. go Kuala Lumpur if you really want bigger. Apparently, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah it's a funny truth. So I just picked up the little Canon SD450 for the trip because oh. I like a really compact camera. But the, the, you know, the funny part is it's got that Digit 2 processor, same one that's in your Rebel. Wow. And they so, you know, the huge thing I find with those SLRs is you, f- you press the the, uh, the shutter and boom, you take a picture. No yeah. hesitation. I've been mocking this cool pics because <laughs> you push the trigger down. You can wait 15 minutes for the photo takes. It actually fires off. And the little SD450 has got the same power. I'm not worthy. <laughs> You're weak. <laughs> There's nothing but yak spleen for the rest of the week for you. 
And um, one of the other things, I was really interested in your setup here because one of the other things that I'm getting into is uh, some podcasting. Right. And so I've, I've really been trying to, to work on some of that. Uh, I've just got a copy of uh, um, Adobe Edition. I just was able to pick up one of those at the store. So that's that's been working out really nice. That's, great. That's a great software. And that's what we use. We used it when it was called Cool Edit Pro. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then Adobe bought it and did some good stuff to it. What we're using here, this is a uh, Marantz um, all-in-one box uh, compact flash recorder. It's got two preamps. It's got phantom power. It's got XLR inputs, and uh, it can record to straight wave and also can record to MP3. Um, but we, we record straight to wave, you know, raw data, and then we, you know, do our compression and stuff afterwards. But... It's pretty good. You know, it, it serves us well on the road. Well, here's your chance to plug anything at all. Um, the only thing I can think to plug would be um, uh, the website, uh, uh, AzTecConsulting.org. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my website. We're currently uh, switching providers, so it's going to be a couple days, but it'll be active and it's good to go. Okay. And where is it located? Um, the, the business. Uh, it's uh, based in uh, Hearst, Texas, which is mid-cities to the... Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay, and are, do you just do with local clients or international clients or uh, just local stuff? Okay, um, you know, just whatever somebody needs. Great, Jeff. Great. Nice talking to you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. And our next guest is none other than the Corey Smith. Hi, Corey. Hi. <laughs> Tell <laughs> the, us about yourself. Let's see. I'm a by day. I'm a developer at a company that writes radio automation software. Oh, cool. And that uh, entails interacting with all kinds of cool hardware and. Been working with uh, basic since the dawn of time, mm-hmm. and I'm on the bleeding edge. My current project that I'm working on is obviously in 2005. Excellent. And outside of that career, I'm also a developer of Xbox Friends, and have a few people who Xbox read Xbox Friends. Xbox Friends is this a website? It it is a website, and it's also a desktop application that I threw together. As a uh, experiment for things to play with inside of .NET. Wow. You know, I needed an excuse to do web services. I needed an excuse to do... So how does the Xbox part come into play? Uh, basically, it goes to Xbox.com, manages to make its way past the whole passport login piece. No! And uh, <laughs> from, from there, it then screen scrapes the information off of there about your friends list and oh, then shares man. that with my website via web services. You'd think they'd put an API in front of there so you could make it a little easier to go grab that data. I was literally one step away from getting permission and everything. Uh, they actually gave me a copy of a, what's that thing called? Passport SDK. Right, right. That that nice expensive package. Yeah. Uh, never got a chance to use it because... They backed things, away from that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It all went away. Yeah. But I'm thinking more, not just the Passport SDK, but just APIs into the Xbox data consolidation so you don't have to screen scrape. Well, we'll see what happens with the failed attempt for them to upgrade to the 360 website yeah those features are currently missing in action yeah so we'll see what comes when they, when it comes <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean what's the point of xbox friends just to be able to consolidate data about your friends in, in a separate place from the main site no the main the main purpose of xbox friends was to allow people who especially among us net developers that are all over the place um the idea was that we could get on there find out what time they're playing normally right and then if you wanted to get on and play with those people then you could try to log on at the same time right right and uh so it tracks what time you play what games you have and based on that information you can find other people to play with cool 
You'd think that the main app, the main Xbox site would do that. You would think so, yes. That's like, that, <laughs> what else would you do there? It's all about trying to get online the same time your friends are. Right, and, and some of the preview stuff you're seeing available on the web, there's going to be more They're of that, in that direction. but I don't know how far it's going to go. So, Corey, you're a developer, you're into media software, you play Xbox. You do any DirectX programming? Like, do any real hardcore graphics stuff? Uh, one of the last applications that I worked on was a, uh, we, we were delving into television automation. Wow. And in that particular case, I was writing a, uh, an, a, uh, graphic editor and everything else to edit video files. So when I thought television automation, I thought like media center stuff, but no, you're no, talking no, about no. actually talking modifying about, the stream. Yes. T- you know, TV stations. Cool. <laughs> like plopping on titles and stuff like that yes. on top of live video feeds, compositing. Wow. Yes. So you must be just absolutely wild about Avalon. Avalon is very cool. I yeah. can't wait for it. I mean, that sort of takes all the, you know, the plumbing out of that. I, stuff. I wish the current, uh, community preview version of, uh, Longhorn slash Vista yeah. was a little further along, but it's not quite ready for me to run it on my main desktop. Yeah. What kinds of things are you going to do with it? Don't know yet. Yeah. I'll find something. Yeah. There's a lot there, <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's a huge bite. All the possibilities there. Right. You know, it is still a year away. You know, give them some space. They're going to make a few versions yet. Well, all I know oh, is right now, a few applications me, don't work. <laughs> Yeah, a few. <laughs> All right. So, so what else do you do? You say there is a lot to pick from. What else? What else um, is in your life here, man? I, I, I'm also into martial arts very heavily. Oh wow! I have a uh, association that I've started recently. It's uh, the Jeet Kune Do Kali Association. Wow! And uh, I practice about six or seven different martial arts. Wow! Don't annoy him. Okay. So, so I was into music. You were into barbecue. Either one of us into martial arts? Not even a bit. Nothing. Anyone Not- here into martial arts? You want to talk to Corey about this? You used to? Okay. Well, that's cool. So, is the, do, do the martial arts and programming ever cross in any way? In some ways, yeah. Some of the, uh, uh, one of the martial arts that I do is actually Bruce Lee's martial art, and he was very big into uh, philosophy. Hmm. And a lot of his philosophies that he's put down related to martial arts, uh, quite frankly, do apply quite directly to writing software. Such as? Um, you know, I see all these different new names popping up for different ways of writing software and right. they're pretty much just new names. Right. People have been doing it one form or fashion all this time. It's just that if you can make up a new name, then you own it. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> you get a whole bunch of books out of the deal, get to speak at the conferences, you know, new name. You do a few movies. No, so I'm maybe I should come up with the Jeet Kune Do programming practices. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now that's extreme. Yes. <laughs> Last time I saw you, you were walking with a crutch or something. What was that all about? Ah, okay. That has nothing to do with martial arts. I went to a VB Upgrade Roadshow and happened to be moving from one direction to the other direction very quickly for no apparent reason. And left a foot behind. And no, left a bone behind. Oh, very nice. (laughs) Yuck. So, yes, I had to go up to the MVP Summit, walking around with a cast, explaining to everybody what had happened. So, what is your MVP in? Of course, Visual Basic. All right. Ed Hickey, (laughs) our MVP lead, will be happy to hear that. Yes. And so there's a user group as well that you're involved in. Yes, I'm the vice president of the FortWorth.net user group, which is on the other side of the Dallas Metroplex. Dallas, Fort Worth. Isn't it all the same? 
Yeah, if you count <laughs> <laughs> them's fighting words, boy. If you count seventy-five to eighty miles yeah. between the two places, the same. Then yeah. yeah, sure. But you know, I guess you know Minnesota and St. Paul a little bit different, a little closer. <laughs> Memphis and West Memphis. very good so uh here's your chance to plug anything at all or two things if you know seeing as how you're so busy with all these things just plug my uh website address of.com address of.com i love it first keyword in the new vb language (laughs) excellent (laughs) Corey. thanks a lot yes sir great talking to you all right our next guest is ryan grubbs hi ryan hey how are y'all i'm doing fine and so are you because he did address both of us. Yes, he did. And yes, I am. And thanks very much for asking. You know, in the Northeast, we don't have that part of speech, you, all of you. Oh, really? So, so it's every other language in the world does, except for in the Northeast. I don't know why. You're missing out. We are. <laughs> We're deficient. So what do you what do? you do? Well, I'm actually uh, a developer for an oil and gas firm. So I figure if you come to Texas, you might as well talk to one of us. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, develop actually kind of um, handheld type stuff for the... The guys out in the field kind of thing. So when you go through West Texas, you will lose all your connectivity. Oh, you know this Rest for a fact. You, Absolutely. Yeah. Doesn't matter what carrier, they're, they're, none of them are there? Uh, well, I mean, they're there, but, you know, I don't... As far as any DSL or anything like that, even, you know, there are, a lot of our guys are even on dial-up in our offices oh, out that's there. that's tough. So bring a deck of cards is bring what you're saying. Bring a deck of cards and <laughs> Xbox. Load up Xbox friends before you go out there, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, do you, what do you do at your job? What well, kind of development uh, do you do? I, I basically deal with the compact framework type stuff. Uh, Excellent. I'm the only IT guy, so I get my hands in everything. And then when I'm not messing and troubleshooting all that other stuff, they let me do some .NET programming. So that pans out pretty well. So what sort of devices are you putting out in the field? Uh, it's just Dell Axums, kind of the cheapest low-level yeah. pocket PC. Yeah, well, probably they're ba- banging them up pretty good, too. So Yeah, actually they are. We, we've looked at different, like I think there was a, something called a Dolphin or whatnot, and higher, more rugged, waterproof type deals. And right. It's just, we just couldn't justify the money when you can break a Dell and then replace it sure. <laughs> three times for what you can buy one of those. For one of those things, and the yeah. chances it'll actually take all that beating are relatively low. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, for better or for worse, to take a basic device like that and just have a pile of them and keep swapping them out. That's that's kind of what we've been doing. We've had a couple of broken screens, sand, you know, they, they have oil on the hands, touch sure. the screen, whoops. That's the end of that, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, send it back. And So what are you doing with these devices out in the field? Like, what's the sort of, what's the app? Basically, I mean, someone has to go and check up on the wells and go to the tanks and actually gauge the oil and production and things like that. And uh, they were writing it down in books, and then we decided... You know, besides go write it down in a book, come back, put it in through an ASP site. Let's just throw a handheld out there, come in, sync it up, and then send it back to our to our service through web services and stuff like that. That makes a lot of sense. Just it saves the double entry. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're hoping it's more accurate in the long run. Kind right. Of deal. <laughs> well, it sounds like you went from simple books to really complex books, plus go back, put it into an ASP net, back to simple again, where yeah. you're just sort of putting it right That's in. That's what we're hoping. I, yeah. I actually just deployed it today. Wow. Or like the final version, you know how you step it up, step it up, and then hopefully we can really roll it out, and it's pretty good. So what did you think of Richard's uh, talk on mobility? I, I liked it. I'm, I'm anxious for the the more features in Compact Framework. That was kind of a pain. Yeah. Going been, through there, figuring out what I can and can't do, and then... It's now mostly it can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly can't. Well, and there's, there's still some can't in 2.0, but it's, a, it's getting better, and it, I think they're focusing on the right kind of features. 
So with your app, are you trying to transmit directly from the point whether you do the entry or are you hanging on to it and doing a sync later on? I'm hanging on to it and doing a sync later on, basically. I mean, for one, you have to pay for the connectivity per, you know, user out there. We have about 28 of them roaming around and we just can't justify it when you can come back, sync it up and then send it over. And and the the data is not that time sensitive. No, it's not. But what I like about this is it's very smart client-y that you're using the device on its own, accumulating data and then synchronizing when you get an opportunity. Uh, We actually have a a desktop app and that handles, like for instance, if I have an upgrade, I can put the cab out on a web service, send it out, then upload it up onto the the handheld itself. So you're counting on ActiveSync for a lot of that work. Yeah. Or I'm counting on working around or through ActiveSync. Fighting with ActiveSync. Yeah. Well, it gets better in four, I promise. Yeah. I hope so. So, did you like the idea of using a message queue on the uh, Pocket PC, or does that no. seem a little <laughs> weird to you? It seemed a little weird. I mean, that's definitely something we'll have to try out and kind of work around with. We're the, using XML, which you actually suggested not to use. I didn't suggest <laughs> that. I said, if you've got XML data, keep it in XML, yeah. but don't necessarily convert to it just for the purposes of such. True. I mean, that's the, the two different things. I just find a lot of people believe in XML so strongly they're trying to pull all their data together that way. And I'm saying, you know, if you got this stuff, use it. If you don't, don't think it's a be all and end all anything. Yeah. And, you know, that being said, if you've got a bunch of data you're trying to keep organized, it's not a bad way to store it. There are other ways, but it's not necessarily a bad yeah. way. I don't know that message queues would make sense for you because it's not about timely transmission. It's it's about accumulating data and sending it when you got it. Yeah, I mean, we could use message queues, but right now it's kind of seeming a little overkill for what yeah, we really does. have. Some of the easiest things that I've done before has just been bind to a data set and then save it as an XML file. Is yeah. that what you're doing? We're, we're doing exactly that. It's data easy. sets all the way. Yeah. I know everyone talks about objects, this, objects, well, that. Well, in a compact framework, and, you know, it's just about getting it and putting it down, right? Yeah, exactly. You let your other apps uh, deal with the validation and all that stuff. Yeah, and we're, we're sending it. data sets over the web services too, to an extent. Sure. So it's all. If you can. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, here's your chance to plug something. If you got something to plug or I really talk have anything about. to plug, really. Want to say hi, mom, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, hi, mom. <laughs> That's always great. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, but, thanks a lot for talking to us. I appreciate it. I enjoy the show because I'm the only developer, so it's chance to connect to other developers so that's it, always a good thing it's i mean it's fun and it's tough to be the tech guy in a company rather than being in a tech company but that's rather true. be the one guy and I've, I've sat in that seat as well and it's nice to have some community connections I yeah <laughs> and that's i true. for one am glad to help out hey thank you all right we'll see you later and our next guest is omar villarel hi omar how are you doing and you're connected with this user group uh, yeah, Dallas. Uh, I've been helping uh, Dave as the president, Dave McKinstry. I've been helping him uh, for about a year and a half now. Dave McKinstry had to leave early, and uh, I asked him if he had anything to plug, and he said, no, 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 just go ahead and do it without me. He had to go home. But he is the he's the president? Yeah, he is the president. Uh, yeah, we didn't have anything else to plug at the end, just uh, sure. uh, make sure that everything went smooth. So um, so what, uh, what do you do besides uh, your involvement in the user group? Uh, I've been working with uh, Team System uh-huh. for uh, about six months now. Great, developing uh, training materials primarily for for uh, Team oh, System. Oh, okay. So, are you training yourself, or you just develop the materials? Uh, no, I'm developing training materials uh, for for trainers. Fabulous. And is this uh, official mock content or? Mm, no, well, we've done it for Microsoft and for our own company, but no, it's not official mock content. Okay, we did we did the. Uh, Ascend the the beta program of yeah. training for Microsoft, right? And right now we're doing advanced content for the Microsoft uh, 
the global system integrators. We're going to end up teaching it around the world. Oh, fabulous. To, to people that are going to re-deliver this uh, content, this material. That's great. And you're not under the gun for delivery date as much as uh, studio folks would be because uh, Team System has been pushed out a bit. I wish. <laughs> they, they still got you under the gun. We, the we, got, we got deadlines for the training materials. Uh, they have to be out very soon because as soon as the product's out, uh, people have to know it. And it needs to be training material ready. Correct. Yeah, very challenging. Yes. Time consuming. Mm -hmm. So does this involve, you know, research and experimentation with the product itself? And, uh, or, or are you just sort of, uh, you know, how are you getting your research? Um, with a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of research, a yeah. lot of, uh, using reflectors sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking at everything, looking at web services, uh, uh, after TechEd, we've been uh, able to get in touch with uh, some of the product team members cool. and get some information and help from them. Are you, are you doing labs too? That's what I'm mostly doing. Oh, you doing mostly labs? Developing labs, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I started working with... with tough work. It is, yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's a little bit tedious. It's a lot sure. of work, uh, but it's a, a lot, lot of, of detail work. Correct. Detail work. Uh, it's a lot of uh, fun because I'm learning the new thing that, that's out there and, and, right. and I don't have anyone to teach me. Well, and writing training materials means a very comprehensive view of the whole product. You you have to understand almost all of it to really write that stuff together. Uh, that is correct. And that's why it's a lot of fun. On the other hand, developing against a beta means finding broken things and finding things that you wrote are now wrong because they changed them. And on and on and on. That's that's a tough part about working this early in the game. Absolutely, but that's uh, that's something I'd done before a little bit. Um, developed some training material for an application that uh, I was supporting at some at uh, some point. Um, it is just a state state of mind. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, I did get frustrated a couple of times because yeah. of those things. Bugs in Visual Studio and changes between the versions. I mean, yeah, right now it's I'm inevitable. yeah, right now I'm 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 working on on training material for next week on on the release candidate, and and guess what? It's going to have to change again right. when when Visual Studio comes out. Well, and for better or for worse, Team System is a 1.0 product, and it, they're really trying to figure some stuff out. Big chunks are moving around. They haven't settled on a lot of issues around Team System. True, uh, but I love it. <laughs> It's a remarkable product, no two ways about it. And the cool thing is, Omar, that when all is said and done, you're going to be a hell of a consultant for Team System. You're going to know this thing in and out. I sure hope so. Yeah. So do you have a, a, a blog or a website you want to push? Or anything uh, right, you that's, plug? that's the other thing. Uh, Team System Rocks, that's a website that I put together with, I, I, I don't want to say poorly, but um, it's a community server-based website. Right. Um, I put it together hope, hoping to get the community to contribute it it's not launched completely yet we're going to make some changes to it um yeah and we spoke with mickey in memphis who does this with you right correct uh, yeah he's the one uh contributing a lot through the blogs we have a main blog which we call it uh team system news him and i are the ones uh posting mostly to that blog we try to get anything that's relevant to team system that we think that's going to be mm. uh useful to people we post it. it many times it just links to other people's blogs or articles or, or, right. or, or sort of things like that. But you really position yourself as the clearinghouse of, of team system knowledge. Go here first. Everything else can be stemmed from here. 
That's the intention. No, we're not trying to replace the the, the MSDN forums. Those mm. are two different things. Correct. Uh, yeah, we want to be a community site uh, where people help each other, and we're gonna we we have a file download area. We just have some bugs mm -hmm. right now in there. People cannot upload things right now, but they will be able to upload. Uh, extensions, process templates, anything. Well, well the most related. valuable thing about a community is the people who make it up, right? So, you, you know, you and Mickey and the other guys that are there and the people that come and share, that's what it's really all about, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, is there any last minute words of wisdom or anything you want to say? Or have we covered it all? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, okay. I, well, you can't cover all of Team System. You need, I mean, you need a lot of time, but... Well, it's an hour show. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's been plenty of information. Uh, anybody wants to uh, see my blog, go to Team System Rocks. Uh, Excellent. Anybody wants training on Team System, go to NotionSolutions.com. What is that? NotionSolutions. NotionSolutions.com. Correct. Or they can get a link there. We have a banner there on Team System Rocks as well, so they can get to it through... Uh, Team System Rocks. Omar, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you very much, guys. You bet. And our final guest tonight is Rick Michaels. Hi, Rick. Hi. So who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm a, a developer for uh, Epsilon Marketing you know, right down the street. Mm -hmm. And uh, my primary customer is Paris Hilton. You're kidding. Nope. So you're the guy who leaked that uh, phone book. Yes, that's right. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I... Uh, I do write a, an application for, for we, we do um, uh, loyalty uh, systems. Loyalty, loyalty systems. You know, when you've got a card for your, uh, loyalty card for your grocery store or. Oh, oh, okay. Or like an airline, airline miles. But in this case. A sort like, of a customer club thing? Yes. Or? yes. Yeah. In this case, we do Hilton's uh, uh, honors program. Yeah, it's H honors. I think. Yes. I, I think I'm a member of that, actually. Oh, yeah. I'll have to look you up. Uh -oh. oh uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, so if you so if you you stayed at a Hilton, not recently. Weekend, oh my gosh! If you stayed at a Hilton, then what I do is I will send you a pre arrival email about five days before you get there. You personally, me, per yeah. So well, your system, well, I'm, yeah. my system, yeah. yeah, sure. And it'll come from actually the general manager of the hotel, and he'll say, "We're glad you're coming," and there'll be lots of useful stuff on the on the email. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like uh, the rate you're not going to get when you actually get there. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's cool. So is this something that is applicable to other companies as well? Like, could you sell this to, let's say, Hertz or any other company that yeah, has a little customer I'm loyalty just on, program? I'm on the Hilton team, and there are other... We have, there are so you have other, other customers? Yeah. Yeah, there's, okay. There's, there's a bunch of them. It's, it's a big thing these days. Oh, right? sweet. So you have a system that you can pretty much, when a new customer comes along, you can adapt to their particular right. settings, yeah. and they have a team for each customer? Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. And I presume all this stuff is .NET? Uh, not yet. No. So I've got one foot. No, he said dot net. Actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not dot net. Not yet. So I've got one foot in each world. Um, you know, still in a lot of it's in VB six, and we're we're converting right now. We're wow, exciting stuff. Yeah. And and I'm sure this is a pretty elaborate app. It's not going to be a simple conversion. It's yeah, it's huge. It's a lot, a lot big middle tier, and uh, a lot of ASP on the on the presentation side. And so, it's yeah, the the conversion is a big ungainly project but it's going it's going really well and cool. uh, so we're going to 1.1 at the moment and uh, we're we're kind of begging to be able to go to 2.0 very quickly especially on the presentation side because it's such a huge change yeah, asp.net 2.0 is yeah. so impressive right yeah great product to develop against so what do you like best about um what are you looking forward to uh, in, in .net 2.0 
mostly edit and continue because, you know, being from VB6, I started VB6, I started VB3 actually back yeah. in, you know, 93. This and, isn't uh, a feature that you can easily give up. Right. So you get used to it and, and in uh, 1.1, it's been, it's been difficult. So. Yeah. Okay. And now it's, with Studio 2005, it's going to be very familiar for you coming from VB6. Oh yeah, piece of cake. They made a, a real nice yeah. bridging version. Uh, Looks I, right. Yeah. I've been in the beta for a while and uh, poking around and it's it's been really enjoyable. I really really like coding in it. It's kind of like VB6, but the brick walls are really far away. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Really far yeah. away. <laughs> well, back then it was just, you know, if you wanted to inherit, it was, in, it was uh, in, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, interface inheritance interfaces or you just wrap pain. wrap everything manually yeah, everything's wrapped and yeah we call it a cut and paste inheritance yeah, yeah. clipboard <laughs> that's inheritance right. that's right that <laughs> yeah so, so it didn't continue a huge feature yeah um any anything else you're looking forward now you now you mentioned ASP.NET 2.0 what about an ASP.NET 2.0 uh, you gonna take advantage of the provider I'm not model ASP or anything guy and I'm trying to get there I'm, that's what I'm toying with right now I'm in yeah. there uh, I'm starting an ASP project at the house and uh it's going slowly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I need to learn it. We all need to learn it. And, sure. Uh, and. Uh, well, is there anything, uh, anything that you do outside of, uh, like you say, you're learning at the house, outside of the Hilton Honors Program uh, work? I do not have you? much of a life. I just I come <laughs> home, I get on a computer, I just poke around and, you know. So what do you do for fun? Crazy. Uh, play any games or anything into the gaming? Yeah. Uh, I like to play Pinochle. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. No if kidding. I, if I, can get, I have to, usually have to invite friends over, train them, you know, because it takes a long now time. I play an equally old person game, like, uh, you know, that uh, the kids mock me for, Canasta. Oh, Canasta's play Canasta? great. Yeah, I, I love Canasta, Canasta too, yeah. So I get some friends if we play Canasta. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's great fun. play like what? six-handed Canasta New Year's Xbox Eve. Xbox stuff anyway, you know? Yeah, when I you don't get know. Canasta. I don't like any game that you have to study for, you know? <laughs> That's right. Well, my family game, if we're going to share, is Mahjong. Which is an old Chinese game, even strange too. There you go. So he barbecues and does mahjong. What what Canadian <laughs> things do you do? Do you like kill moose or anything, or hunt beavers, or like an ice skate? <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. Well, Rick, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Same here. Excellent. Sure. Thanks. And we will see you tomorrow from Houston, Texas. Houston. And I'm looking forward to not quite so long a drive. Houston, home of AstroTurf and barbecue beef potatoes. I'm looking forward to that too. All right, we'll see you tomorrow.